Last time on The Walking Dead. Carl, there's werewolves now. Werewolves, Rick? Really? It's true. Daryl's a werewolf. What are you guys talking about? Nothing. Where's Carl? A were-Carl? There's zombie werewolves now. It all started when a werewolf bit a zombie. No, that's stupid. It was the zombie that bit the werewolf. You're both wrong. It all started with a man that got bit by a zombie wolf. And now, the season premiere of The Walking Dead. Listening to ScarePoint 2014 Monster Cruise. I'm Nathan K. And I'm the devil. And I'm here to do the devil's work. Today, our fucking topic, our monster crew, we're going to look at another family. Yeah, they're pretty much the most violent, scariest crew that we've done. Yeah, I guess they're the, the only ones that are real, true monsters. I wouldn't say that to a gremlin's face. But... Right, but, you know, the gremlins were a little more mischievous. Whereas these people are downright evil. It's the Firefly family. The Devil's Rejects, as they are also known. Yeah. Uh, I figure more people would know them as the Devil's Rejects than the Fireflies. Yeah, people who haven't seen the movie, for example. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, those guys from that movie? The Sandlot? <laughs> or the Devil's Rejects, but the Devil's Rejects was just a sequel to the Sandlot, right? Like a, a spiritual sequel with the same characters? Like, um, it's not... Can a movie be a sequel to an actual movie and then a spiritual sequel to a different movie? (laughs) Boy, those kids really needed some better parenting. (laughs) So, Craig, if you had to have one member of the fucking Firefly family, other than uh, Mama Firefly or Grandpa Firefly, out to kill you. Out to kill me? Yeah, who would it be? No choice in the matter. Like, the, the magical genie's like, it has look, to be one of them. I'm about to send one of them after you. You're the worst genie ever. <laughs> <laughs> I want Robin Williams back. He was fun. You're just a <laughs> fucking bummer. You're like the djinn. He's like, yeah, have you ever read the fucking Quran? No. Maybe you shouldn't get your all your life information from fucking Disney movies. Things worked out so much better when it was that way. <laughs> You've got the Sid Haig genie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it. Uh, wow. That's a good question, though. I know most manly men would probably straight out say uh, baby, baby firefly, just because, you know, like, oh, girl, I could take a girl on. But no, I think she would get the better of me. So uh, um, I kind of want to say tiny. Yeah. Because I can reason with tiny. Yeah, you can totally reason with tiny. That's a good. That's a good one. But if you don't, he'll fuck you up. He's pretty strong. He is pretty strong. He's they're all See, pretty strong. I was going to say Captain Spaulding because he's a one? he's entertaining and b I feel like he's not the type to f- to fuck around. He'll fucking shoot you and be done with it. First of all, fuck you. And then he'll start making jokes on your dead corpse. <laughs> I'm dead. I don't care. That's awesome. I'm honored. <laughs> I'm honored. Sid Haig jokes. I ain't having that fucking 
Otis Driftwood or Baby fucking kill me. Fuck no. That'd be horrible. Crazy. Be the worst thing ever. But we'll get, we'll get into this. For those of you that haven't seen the movie or the movies, we will be spoiling and covering both House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. Apparently, people that don't realize we'd be spoiling these movies have never listened to the podcast until now. So, hey. Welcome to the podcast. Take the Stan Lee approach, man. Every comic book is somebody's first comic book. Welcome. To thanks, the comic thanks for book. choosing to listen to this comic book. This audio comic for your ears, which is really uneventful. It's just two guys that sit there and talk to each other. That's why it's audio because... It's a Hulk comic. Reading... Yeah, we we actually... Dude, we had Jeff Loeb illustrating this shit. It's a shame you guys couldn't see it. I mean, yeah, it was he's a, Mainly because he's a writer. <laughs> and I was thinking of Tim, Tim Sale. Sale. <laughs> We have no, no, but, but what they don't understand is Jeff Loeb is writing our lines right now. <laughs> it's, we got him too. It's true. But we, in the end, it was just kind of like, eh, there's no reason to release this as a comic. Every panel looks the same. Anyway. Just black space. Well, just me and you sitting here in the secret room talking oh, once see, in a while. One of I us. figured he would be illustrating what was, what we were talking about. Oh, okay. Bringing color to it. That would be pretty sweet. I would love that. Wouldn't that be awesome? Get on it, Jeff Loeb. <laughs> yeah. No, Tim Sale. <laughs> no, Jeff Loeb. Oh, now it's on you, Jeff. Tim Sale's done enough. He's drawn enough awesome comics. How many comics have you drawn, Jeff Loeb? <laughs> Listen, now you're getting on one of my favorite Batman writers. So... With your pretentious name. Pretentious spelled with a P-H. D, a pretentious hate degree. <laughs> Welcome to the crypt of eternal news. Only it's not eternal. It's only a few minutes long or so, maybe 10, 15 max. We, our, our news section usually yeah. isn't that long. And it's not really a crypt either. It's more like a sec- segment of the okay, podcast. Okay, you're rambling now. You kind of broke that segue. But yeah, let's look at some fucking spooky Halloween news. That's why I called it the crypt of endless Halloween news. Halloween news. Halloween news. Not necessarily news about Halloween. Here's the news. It's happening soon. October 31st, in case you were unawares. That's all there's to say about Halloween Halloween's happening. happening. Yeah. It's 31st. No news. So it's not on... Same as it's been all every year. It's not on the 29th this year? No. Wasn't it on November 1st last year? No, no. That was... That was in the 80s, but the 80s were weird. Yeah, that's right. So it's basically (laughs) been the same day every year since the 80s. That was just because the nation collectively was just passed out from a coke binge through october 30th through like november 3rd so they had it on like oh november yeah 4th. yeah the charlie sheen approach yeah that's <laughs> stylish uh <laughs> let's look at some spooky comic book news Re- regarding an avp comic that's coming out that would be alien vs predator oh when i was a kid i used to read alien vs predator comics all the time you know they were originally comic books before they were video games yeah or movies. Of course. But was Alien a movie before? Oh, well, no, we're not. This isn't what AVP stands for, though. You got two of those words right. The versus Predator. Uh, arachnids. Nope. This comic book crossover is going to feature one of our biggest like comic book pop culture icons, Meeting the Predator. Meeting the Predator? Oh, so it's... Is it Marvel or DC? I can't say that. It's The Flash. No. It begins with an A, Craig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Aquaman. It's not Aquaman. Son of a bitch. Ah, goddamn it, I give up. The A team. 
No, that would be amazing. Uh, 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 Abraham Simpson. From The Simpsons? Yeah, they have Simpsons comics. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> That's a reach. No. Animal Man. Nope. Am I getting close? No. Damn it. Uh, uh, uh. Jesus Christ. Ant-Man? No. Good guess. I really thought that was it. Were there Matrix comics? It's a comic character, Craig. Yeah, Agent Smith. No, that doesn't count. Ah, son of a bitch. That would be a cool fight, too. Agent Coulson? No, he's from the movie. That would have at least been cool. He's not in the comics. He's pretty cool. He's a cool character. I haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm not a big fan. I watched the pilot. Didn't like it. I heard it gets good halfway through, but do you give up? Really? I gave up at the fourth episode on this show. But no, not on the show. Do you give up on this? AVP. Oh, no, I gave up on the show a long time ago. Okay. Last season I did. Did Al Gore ever have a comic? Yes, actually. And no, it's not Al Gore versus the Predator. God damn it. Alf? The alien life form? Yeah, from Melmac. No, that would be cool, but no. I, I give up. If it's not Alf, then I don't know what the fuck it is. Archie. Huh. Yep. Huh. Uh- <laughs> Archie versus Predator? What is well, it? It's like it's Jughead Archie, in it? It's Archie meets Predator. But So is it a horror Archie comic? I don't does Predator hunt the gang? I guess. Archie's on a vacation in Costa Rica, apparently. Oh, so the whole gang's not there? Like Jughead doesn't yeah, get all lured there. in they're all with there. a cheeseburger? They're all there. You're so ridiculous eating all those cheeseburgers. <laughs> really? Wait, so what? We're, we're, we're doing Archie versus Predator? Is that your news story? That That's something that's happening? Yeah, that's something that's happening. But why? I don't know. Somebody's got to... Come on. There's got to be so many other better ideas out there versus Predator. I would have rather seen Al Gore versus Predator. Wouldn't we all? Transitioning from comic book news to TV news based on comic book news. Oh, you news sly boots. Comic books. Animal Planet has a new TV show coming out. And it's an adaptation of a comic book. Based on comic books? Yes. Underdog? The Other Dead. Other Dead? The Other Dead. It's about zombie animals. No, we're, we're all... This is all Halloween news. All spooky shit. No underdog allowed. Unless he's underdog facing Halloween. a fucking predator. Underdog versus predator. Still better than Archie. <laughs> I've never read The Other Dead comic book, but... But it's about zombie animals? I like the idea. I just don't know how I feel about the animal planet having a fucking zombie show. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Usually, like, all the shows about animals are, like, either super sad and depressing or too cute. <laughs> or educational, maybe. I don't know. Are they going to, like, educate We'll leave us? the educational to the Discovery Channel, okay? Sure we will. Sure we will. That's how I learned about mermaids. Well, something else is being made into a TV series. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you ever uh, play the game Mist as a kid? Did you no, like that game? No. Their legendary TV is is teaming up with Cyan That's to make Mist insane. the series. That's so weird. Why hasn't that happened yet? That seems like it'd be the perfect Did you series. play Mist? A few times. It was so difficult. It's like a puzzle game, yeah. right? Yeah, I was too young and uh, impatient to deal with that shit. Yeah, I never played it. Does it lend itself to like storytelling? Oh, so and all mysterious that? there, man. Like Okay. Yeah, they could easily create weird and crazy stories out of it. I'm I'm stoked. Interesting. Yes, finally, some news about something coming out that I'm happy about. It was bound to happen eventually, right? Sure. 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't bound to happen eventually. Someone was not eventually bound to make a missed t- TV show. No, no. You got lucky. Bound to happen was me being happy about something happening. Oh, okay. Yes. Had to happen sooner or sooner later. Sooner or later. What's even cooler is that they're building a companion game for people to play along with the show and continue the story deeper into the game. That's pretty sweet. Something I probably won't do, but that's awesome. I love, you know, extra stuff that yeah. ties into it. I don't play computer games. I don't play PC. I don't either. I probably wouldn't, but I would love that it exists. I don't have the right machine to play PC games. Have you seen the trailer or heard of the new movie that just came out, Honey Spider? Yes, I actually just saw that today. I was interested. Oh, cause... God. Yeah. So did you hear about how they were releasing it? They're showing a like a, a premiere screening in one town as a double feature with Night of the Living Dead. No, I didn't. That's cool. That happened on October 18th. Um, yeah, so this movie looks pretty awesome, right? It looks cool. I uh, think it looks pretty sweet. I was pretty interested because it's a horror movie set in the 80s. And yes. I have a thing for horror movies in the 80s. Like My annual Halloween party always follows this little bit of a 80s Halloween theme. And to me, like the two just go together, like peanut butter and jelly. Like peanut butter and goat's milk? No. Does that go together well? Probably. (laughs) All right. Well, you get back to me on that one. And if anybody that's listening saw the premiere October 18th in North Carolina and has something to say about the movie, email us. Tell us how it was. Fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com. Please do. I would love to hear your take on the movie, if we should bother seeing it when it comes out, if we should bother driving to a different screening. Otherwise, we'll be hopelessly lost. So, And for those of you that want to check out when it might be premiering in a town near you or being shown, go to honeyspidermovie.com slash screenings. I'm sure everybody's already heard of this, but Ghostbusters, not Ghostbusters 3, but reboot, hard reboot. Hard, hard. Horror reboot. Hard horror? All female cast. Well, I don't know about all female cast, but the Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters will Bells. all be female. Lady Ghostbusters. Yes, sir. Just Ghostbusters. Just Ghostbusters? Busting some ghosts. Yeah. That's and it's what supposed they do. To... They have a male secretary. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. They should. <laughs> but supposedly it's gonna abandon the comedic tone in favor of a more genuine horror approach. Really? Yeah. Ah, it just doesn't feel like Ghostbusters then. It's just something. Why use the but name you know, Ghostbusters? It also said that it's going to feature hilarious women. So In a serious role. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you don't want from these women. <laughs> Dramatic tension. <laughs> so Tina Fey, Sarah Silverman, and... Uh, uh, Aubrey Plaza. And is there a third or is that only three or is there four? There's not an actual cast. Oh, well, we're going to make four. No, we could have three. Those three. We can have 12. We're Aubrey making Plaza it up. Aubrey Plaza is the rookie. They're all rookies. Nope. Tina Fey is an experienced pro. She's the Egon. Even Egon was like a rookie at Catching Ghosts. No, even even as a beginner, he wasn't he even knew. a rookie. He created the fucking shit. And Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo would be great in there. That would be dope. But all serious roles. No comedy. <laughs> None allowed. And all they cast is comedic actresses. Yep. It'd be great. Amy Poehler is Rick Moranis' role. <laughs> <laughs>
1978, a police raid on a farmhouse in Texas showed the results of what seemed to be a house of torture, a house of death. The corpses of over 75 victims reported to be seen in this house. 75? Over 75. It better be damn well a lot over 75. It better be damn near closer to (laughs) 1,000. Yeah, or else I'm going to sue. Well, that's just in the house. Maybe they didn't find the tunnels yet. They found Dr. Satan. They didn't find all the corpses that lined the tunnels? In the deleted scenes, they found Dr. Satan. Yeah, quote unquote, they found Dr. Satan. Dr. Satan, Dr. Satan. Oh, Oh, Dr. Satan. Dr. Satan, Dr. Satan. (laughs) But but this family was... (laughs) started to become known as this family was later known as the devil's rejects. Yeah. Pardon me for jumping all the fuck into the future right there. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) We'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. As you may or may not, maybe if you've been living under a fucking rock or under a house of torture filled with a thousand corpses, (laughs) the house of a thousand corpses and the devil's rejects are the movies that these characters appear in. And those were, yeah. well, House of a Thousand Corpses was Rob Zombie's directorial debut. Yeah, his first film. Well, and then, yeah, well, he directed his own music videos here and there, but he hadn't done a feature-length film. In case you don't know who Rob Zombie is, again, I guess you were living under a rock. Um, or you weren't a fan of metal in the late 90s. I just feel like he's a big... I, I, you don't have to be a Rob Zombie fan to know that he exists. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, can if, testify if, to that personally. I, I feel like my mom might need to be... like She probably knows of him. But I feel like your doesn't mom doesn't listen is. to this podcast. Fair enough. <laughs> we swear too much. <laughs> Rob Zombie, uh, what, industrial, goth, new metal rocker, I guess. Sure. Horror, grungy rock, you know, like. Yeah, more like devil rock or devil metal or. There's a level of camp to it, though. There is. And it's definitely got a lot of industrial to it as well. Sure. He, this was his directorial debut in 2003. Yes. With House of Thousand Corpses. He had done um, his own music videos. Before that, but never a feature-length film. And it followed up with it two years later with Devil's Rejects. Uh, House of Thousand Corpses returned enough money that Lionsgate wanted a sequel. It was critically panned, but... Yeah, everybody hated it. When I heard Rob Zombie was doing a movie, this was the year I was graduating high school that it came out. Yeah. What month did it come out in? Because I feel like I was in school when it came out, but... You would think it came out around Halloween, but it came out in April. That makes sense to me, because I swear I was still in school and I would have been I graduated in May or June I was expecting I wasn't a Rob Zombie fan and I was kind of like you know what though his music videos are kind of cool I like that like campy retro horror aesthetic I'm I'm looking forward to this not at all what I was expecting no I I think it pretty much summed up exactly what I expected from Rob Zombie now that I look at it again this was the first time that I had watched it since it had come out on DVD and now that I look at it, I can totally see, yes, that's that makes sense. That one actually seems the most Rob Zombie to me. Yeah. Uh, weird, fucked up. But I was expecting something way more, I guess, not. I don't want to say campy like it was going to be corny. I expected it to be scary, but just not psychologically, like, Torturing. pushing the edge, <laughs> like, pushing the limits, you know? Yeah, and, like... Just disgusting and fucking... So it kind of turned me off a little bit. I was like, I don't know. I didn't sign up to see 
a girl make out with a guy who was wearing her dad's face. <laughs> ah, man. He... Who's your daddy? I signed up to see crazy devil-looking creatures and, you know what I mean, and zombies. And, like, I, you know, I was like, this is going to be some crazy Rob Zombie shit. Well, what's interesting is, as I was watching the movie, I felt like it had kind of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre feel to it. Totally. And as I was watching the movie, I realized it, it seemed more like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre clone, and they just you just tried to push it more than Texas Chainsaw Massacre did without becoming just outright silly, like with the sequels of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It did become pretty silly, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and lots of unexplainable things. Like now all of a sudden there's a bunch of mutants and the tunnels underneath. Oh, that was all explained. And, yeah. <laughs> Pay sure. attention to Captain Spaulding. Sure. Uh, yeah, when I first saw this movie, I thought eh, it, a lot of it confused me at the end. Yeah, me too. Oh, my God. To no Very one, you know, But I, I was like, you know what? It's not bad as far as what horror movies have been releasing recently. And then my second viewing, I liked it a lot more. Uh, I found more of an appreciation for the fucked upness. You know, I it. probably also saw like a trailer that was cut with a lot of stuff from the end or something back then. I don't know. Like with the and, bunnies and... And the crazy, you know, like mutants in the basement and all that. And you expected and like that to have a more focal yeah, point. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know it was about these fucked up, crazy, fucking, you Redneck know, torturous. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I did enjoy it more the second time I watched it. Oh, that's cool. Me too. Yeah. And the sequel, God, I fucking love the sequel. Devil's Rejects, I just watched for the first time. That's so crazy to me. It, uh, what did you think? I do think it is overrated. Wow, okay. Um, I'll say that much. You bastard. I, I do think <laughs> that it's uh, Rob Zombie very clearly did uh, develop a lot as a director and as a writer, and you can totally see that. And then he regressed. With what, Halloween? Yeah, and Halloween, Lords of Salem, Halloween 2, I haven't El Superbisto. Basically, or... uh, every movie after this. In some ways, I like the tone of House of a Thousand Corpses more. It has a more now, horror tone to here's it. Here's the thing. When I watch Devil's Rejects, man, like, it really is kind of, like, it seems like the whole point of the movie is killing people. Yeah. Like, I'll say, first, and I'm not, I don't want this to sound, any movie we talk about, I'm going to say negative and positive things. So I don't want this to be like, oh, wow. A lot of people are like, damn, apparently Nathan Kay hated that fucking movie. I'm like, no, I thought it was cool. Well, well you, you called it, it overrated. You called it, it overrated. Well, and it, I think Metacritic only gave it a 53%. Oh, well, no, in that case, no, it's uh, not overrated. It's and Rotten Tomatoes, I think, was in the 60s. It's, somewhere okay i think i'd put it better than that but as far as my i think you say overrated because almost every single person i know loves it yeah everybody i've ever talked to thinks it's amazing yeah and, so okay here's what i'll say that rating coming from every single time that sid Haig was on screen every single thing with captain spaulding eyes glued. i loved yes no fucking problems whatsoever Delivered i loved the best lines in the entire movie everything dude like everything with him in both movies you know what's weird, though? As much as it still is a horror movie, it doesn't feel like a horror movie. It feels more like kind of like a revenge slash uh, Bonnie and Clyde, Clyde type movie, like gangsters on the run, you know, criminals on the run. Yeah, it's got that aspect. More of an I like action. that aspect to it. That was what I enjoyed about it, too. Um, the other characters in the movie, they're not likable like Captain Spaulding is. 
and they're not they don't make you like hate them. You know what I mean? They're just likable enough that you don't hate them like you hate like one of my best comparisons is I've seen have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah. The bad guy in that, the antagonist, her stepfather. Or whatever. Yeah. I fucking hate him. He Guillermo del Toro most... does a great job just making you despise just the worst. that character. Like, he is and up there with Hitler. Even though these guys clearly do much worse things than he does, even. Um, by a, you know, the, the, it's a very thin line. By a smidge. But yeah, just by a smidge. <laughs> that fucking prick. Yeah. But. <laughs> But they don't – I don't know. Like their personalities and just the depiction of the character, they don't make you hate them. So since they're not really likable either, like their actions to me, it's just like I'm just watching fucked up shit. I'll watch Captain Spaulding do whatever. Like you know what I mean? Like Kill he, people with some jokes. Yeah. I'll, he's – he has the screen presence and I'm – eyes are glued. I'm entertained yeah, watching Sid it. Yeah, Sid Hag is a wonderful actor. And uh, I'm, when I say screen presence, I don't want that to be a downplay on, like, the actors. You know what I mean? I'm not well, trying yeah. to... I mean, Sherry Moon Zombie, basically all she ever does is her husband's movies. I'm not a big fan of her She character. broke in... I don't like Baby. Not very not much. Not a fan of Baby. She's. I mean, she plays a whore. Otis kind of. is cool. He's so different I, in the second movie than he is in the first. Well, yeah, that was a, that was a change that Rob Zombie made. Really, I thought it was a change that Jonathan Davis made. Well, Jonathan Davis had nothing to do with this movie. Nathan, pay attention. I was being a smart aleck. Ah, son of a bitch. He made it because he wanted the character to be more realistic and sadistic. Apparently, Otis in House of a Thousand Corpses had more of a cartoonishly evil, like the whole family did, basically. But he wanted to change it and make it like it would be more like a real serial killer that's just fucked up in the head, as opposed to a campy horror movie serial killer. Well, to me, it actually makes him come off as a little less real because he seems a little more sane and doesn't seem to have any motivation. I don't know. In the sequel? Yeah. Because he seems more sane? In the fucking first movie, he's like this insane fucking like Charles Manson. Like yeah. Everything he says is like, what? <laughs> On some philosophical nuts. level that nobody understands. Yeah, and in the second movie, he's just a fucking asshole. Yeah, Bill Mosley's great, though. Oh, yeah, it's played great. Man, in both, I, in both movies, it's played great. He actually scared the crap out of himself uh, in making the movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, he scared the crap out of himself. He was like, boo, bitch, oh, fuck. <laughs> you didn't tell me there was a mirror in this shot. <laughs> Zombie, you fucking prick. I am the devil. Wait, guys, am I really the devil? Tell me I'm not the devil. Oh, God, it's Champ. It's Champ. Oh, Bill Mosley's Champ guy. No, it Bill Mosley, it's just you. It's just you. It's me in a Champ outfit. <laughs> and then you just see the the mirror and what he's seeing, and it's him in like the Champ baseball like mascot outfit. <laughs> and Rob Zombie's like, all right, go take a break in your trailer. Also, some shit, I mean, we were talking Devil's Rejects, but back to House of a Thousand Corpses. We'll be going back and forth all yeah. episode. Fair enough. Rewatching it, there were two people in it that I noticed that I was like, oh, holy shit. Obviously, the first one... You didn't realize... Right when you see him, Dwight from The Office. And... Uh, well, Dwight, you know, obviously, I didn't... The Office wasn't out back then. Right. right? So I, I had no idea It was before The was. Office. That was one of his first roles. Halfway through the movie, I'm like, holy fuck, 
That's Chris Hardwick. Yep. What the fuck? He like it's so weird. They made him look like this little like pudgy little stoner like guy. Yeah, which and, is weird because he's he definitely looks fatter in the movie than he ever was. And but there's a few scenes where you can actually kind of look and be like, no, he's not even really fat. They just kind of make him look like he is the way he's dressed. Yeah, the way his posture is. That's amazing. Like what you can do with movie magic and good acting. Like Your camera can add about 15, 20 pounds. And even when I was like, is that? Chris Hardwick? I had to stop for a minute and be like, is it? Oh my god, it is. That's totally him. That's totally how he talks. He did all the uh, songs in El Superbisto. Oh, did he? Yeah. If you watch it, you can totally hear it in his voice, too. Yeah, I'm sure. I knew that like the moment when I realized who that was, both of them, is probably a few years ago. Okay. But definitely not the first time I had seen the movie. Like you said, The Office wasn't out yet. How did you know Chris Hardwick? How do they know Chris Hardwick? Yeah. Oh, uh, Web Soup. Okay. And uh, I knew him from uh, when I was when I first saw Web Soup. I was like, "Hey, that's the dude from MTV Singled Out." Oh, the okay. Host. Yeah. Yeah, I just knew him as the Nerdist guy. And then yeah, he was the Nerdist guy, and then it was the Talking Dead, and then oh no way, Chris Hardwick said was in House of Thousand Corpses. Huh? He got scalped. He got the worst of it, I think, man. I don't know. Dwight got killed off pretty early. I don't know. They all got it pretty fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what they experienced. But I'm talking about like the killing themselves. First, Chris Hardwick gets scalped. And then hours later is put on a table for Dr. Satan to experiment on him and do exploratory brain surgery. Same thing happened to the girl that he got sent down there with. That's true. After she escaped. After she escaped. Um, fucking Dwight got sewn up and he got cut up alive and then sewn up into a fish and a dude. fish boy. Uh, I guess the only one who got it lucky was the other girl that she ran just got and stabbed just got stabbed death. in the chest. Yeah. But I don't think he did a good job of like right from the bat when you're introduced to those four characters, Dwight, Chris Hardwick and their girlfriends. Yeah. Their girlfriends are just like written to be like you, like the most obnoxious Snobby characters. Bitches. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, what's up with that? That's a little weird. And uh, I don't even remember their names. But like, you're in a weird ass fucking house, and you're like, "Get off him, you fucking whore! What are you gonna do? What What do you think they're gonna do? I would be scared of them by that point. They wear masks to eat dinner. They have a giant mongoloid as a son. <laughs> Like I said, his writing improved a lot, too, by The Devil's Rejects. Definitely. There was kind of an evolution there. It almost seems like he took Devil's Rejects more seriously. Yeah, that was the whole like point. Like, he was, he was just having a fun, campy time with House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, did you know that it was originally slated to release in 2000? By yes. Universal Pictures? And it was held because they were afraid it'd get a NC-17 rating. Yep. Which is funny because when they released Devil's Rejects, it took them eight tries to finally get an R rating from the M, the NAACP. I'm just kidding. MPAA. Yeah, thank you. To get an R rating from the MPAA, they had to keep cutting shit out. I believe it. It's it's a fucked up movie. It's very fucked up. Like I said, my main issue is it seems to be. All about people getting killed and disturbing shit happening, which I understand is a an homage to you know like the grindhouse films, to the seventies films, yeah, exploitation, Hammer films, like all sorts of just fucked up shit back then. Yep, obviously, and it's cool, it's it's well done, but yeah, that's I don't know. Um, he fuck if he did a fucking Captain Spaulding movie, 
Again, I'll put up oh with whatever. My God. I'll put up with whatever. Just do that shit. Captain I'll watch Spaulding that. earning his name. The origin of Captain Spaulding. Just watch him murdering people as Mr. Ding Dong a Bobo. <laughs> Something else I wanted to make a point of. Did you know that they used two different houses between both movies? No. Uh, I would have assumed. The first movie was actually done on the Universal Studios back lot. Okay. And the house they used was the same house from Biggest Little Whorehouse in Texas. Okay. Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton, classic 80s film that it was. (laughs) But the house that they used in The Devil's Rejects was actually a farmhouse that was built for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. So it was the same house they used there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because you, you feel like the family is supposed to be like a similar type family. It's almost just an homage to that family. Yeah. But when I was watching The Devil's Rejects, my girlfriend actually spotted this for Sarah. Okay. She pointed it out when Candy talked, the the main prostitute at the ranch. She at said... Charlie... At Charlie's the ranch, guy yeah. guy they go to hide out and... Yeah, at his brothel. Otis ends up falling in love with the prostitute right not falling in love with <laughs> the closest thing to falling in love that having I sex. can't believe I actually said <laughs> she just had sex He's, with her actually. he doesn't kill her and he has sex with her yeah so well, that to me is like oh my god he fell in he love had already with her. had sex he with cared corpse. when she died oh that makes sense yeah because yeah then he got thrown through a window um <laughs> but no she spoke and Sarah goes oh my god is that Tommy Pickles no way, really. Absolutely, I had we had to look it up, and Tommy Pickles is the fucking whore <laughs> in Devil's Rejects. You shut your mouth! God damn you, Rod Zombie! God damn you! How did you take such an such an innocent character, an innocent soul, and in a being of Tommy Pickles stature, and reduce it to a fucking whore? Now that's a crossover I want to see. Rugrats meet the fucking Devil's Rejects. Those bastards don't stand a chance. It's okay, Chucky. (laughs) Don't be scared. They're just like Angelica. (laughs) Do you remember Chucky? It's just like, do you remember Angelica? (laughs) I want my daddy. (laughs) That was my Chucky Finster. (laughs) I don't even have a Bobby, and I want my Bobby. Ouch. (laughs) Immediately, Otis goes, ooh. Oh, God. Well, you know what, kid? Looks like you got some unresolved issues. You know what, kid? I had parents, and they sucked. (laughs) So I killed them. He may or may not have killed his parents. Is this a good place to start? Well, Sure. Why not? Sure. We'll start with Otis, but the oh. Firefly family. This quaint little family ain't never bothered nobody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ain't no way, in... no how. Wait, definitely. Every way, anyhow. <laughs> Rugsville. Was this in Texas? Or... Yeah. It's, okay. Well, I mean, it's not a real town. It's not. I know. That's why fake, I asked. Fake town. Rugsville, Texas. Okay. Rob Zombie chose Texas because he felt, thinking of it as like a vast open place where... You know, you could have a house and your closest neighbor could be 20 miles away, you know. You you ain't going to hear nobody scream. Underground. Uh, not 20 miles away. Shit, you ain't even going to hear a gunshot in their parking lot, driveway, whatever. So you want to start with Otis? No, you know what? I changed my mind. Let's not start with Otis. It doesn't make any sense. Let's... Okay, I'm game to start wherever. Well, let's dial it back. 
we all see Mama Firefly in the movie. Oh, right? Mama. Stifler's mom. Never looked better. <laughs> That's funny. Karen Black. Well, um, it depends on which Mama Firefly we're talking about. In the sequel, she was recast, correct? Yes. she. Uh, Karen Black wanted too much money. Rob Zombie said, no, I can't afford that. What, are, are you kidding me? Like we, we only made $12 million on the first movie. So we recast her. Yeah, somebody cheaper. And cool. it's great, though, because I don't think Karen Black would have been able to give as good of a performance as her replacement did in the sequel with more screen time for as crazy okay. as she was. Yeah, Leslie Easterbrook. She did a great job as Mama Firefly. Yeah, it was pretty good. Did did let's not talk about it, but did what I think happen happen when he killed her? Yeah, totally. Oh Jesus! Because <laughs> they don't exactly in the, in the Wikipedia they just say she got stabbed in the gut. That wasn't just what happened, right? No. Okay, yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Oh my god! <laughs> let's not talk about it then. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she dead. That's all we got to say about that. She dead. The words. <laughs> um, her real name originally was either Eve Wilson or Gloria Teasdale. All these motherfuckers have more than one name. Yeah, they're all it's aliases. So weird. It was actually Otis's idea to give them all Firefly aliases, which is weird because it goes back before Otis showed up. Um, she was married to Earl Firefly. Or he may have been known as Rufus. His name wasn't Firefly yeah. at that I point. Mean, yeah, no, not at that point. The so professor. It's, it's weird, yeah. He's known, But he's known as the professor later, right? Once he gets turned into a mutant. Yeah, when he becomes Dr. Satan's assistant. Yeah, wow, all over the place. If you haven't seen the movies... You'll probably be super confused Super right lost. Now. Go watch the movies well, and then listen Earl, to this. Earl? Gloria Mama? Even if you have Ian seen Wilson? the movies, you might still be lost. Tori Wilson? <laughs> But Mama was an ex-prostitute. Is she still a prostitute? Probably not, right? No, she has been. She's got quite the impressive criminal record, though. Oh, yeah. she's She's got a rap sheet a mile wide. All of them do, honestly. Her first husband was the father of her two children, Rufus Jr. and Tiny. Uh, Tiny! At one point, he went crazy, I guess, and uh, started burning the whole house down. That's what turned tiny yeah into a he he wasn't person. always a bad man but he had some violent spells and rufus jr was you know the big guy that had the tow truck yes who was also recast in the sequel and you know who they recast him with the guy that would eventually be michael myers oh okay tyler main but he dies very quickly very in quickly sequel. in a suit of armor that he made himself it's a badass suit of armor honestly i'm surprised he died but where did where did how did how to get through that? So, Mama Firefly, also known as Southern Betty Woods or Betsy Woods, Betsy, and her original husband Earl, also known as Rufus, also known as the Professor. Enough names? No. Okay. <laughs> May have had another kid too, Little Wolf. I don't know that fetus. The thing fetus in, in a, a jar. jar. Yeah. Moving on. I kept my stillborn. Ugh. After uh, after he went crazy, Doctor Satan who has some dubiously understood connection to the family because he lives in their freaking basement, uh, turned him into a weird Resident Evil creature. Um, a mutant, if you would. 
Right? It's so hard what, to Dr. talk Satan about this without to, going all over the place. What, Dr. Satan did to Earl? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he kind of looked like the killer from My Bloody Valentine. Okay. I went with Resident Evil. Yeah. I like my reference well, better. The gas mask was a dead giveaway for me. Okay. but So, Dr. Satan was... Now, this is a big, weird part of this, okay? Supposedly, his name was S. Quentin Quayle. Yeah. And according to Captain Spaulding and the story he tells, the popular myth about him, he worked at a mental institution, correct? Yeah, he was uh, an intern or something. Oh, he was just an intern. Okay. And he tried to create a race of superhumans from... The mentally handicapped (laughs) by experimenting on them surgically. Sure. Why not? People found out a mob attacked him, hung him from a tree, but apparently he lived on and lived underneath the Firefly family. Were they fostering him, do you think? Or was he using them or like, I don't know. Like probably each side thought that they were using the other probably. Okay. That's the way it would seem to make the most sense to me. So like Dr. Satan's like, hey, hey, I got them to give me all new subjects. <laughs> and then the, the rejects themselves are just like, yeah, we just going to use this Dr. Satan guy to try to lead, you know, get more victims for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he did appear in the deleted scene, as we mentioned, in The Devil's Rejects, where the cops did find him in the raid after, you know, Baby and Driftwood left. Yeah. And they had him in a hospital. Rosario Dawson was actually a fucking nurse that was attending to him. Yeah, this was early Rosario Dawson, right? Like, before she was big. It was this post-Men in Black 2. Definitely post-Men in Black 2, for sure. Huh. So they were like, hey, Rosario Dawson, you want you want a role in this film? Cut! <laughs> cut. You've been cut out. We're not going to pay you either, bitch! Yeah, Rob Zombie cut it out because, you know, the more serious tone of the movie. He said, seeing Dr. Satan... In The Devil's Rejects would be like seeing Chewbacca in Bonnie and Clyde. To which I say, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Make that movie. Don't say that, though, because at least Dr. Satan belongs in that universe. Because you made it canon in the first movie. <laughs> whereas yeah. Chewbacca wasn't even thought of yet in Bonnie and Clyde. He could say it would be like seeing Jabba the Hutt in A New Hope. Ooh, subtle jab to George Lucas. Jab, 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 jab. Well, in El Super Bisto, which is his cartoon feature-length film about yeah. a luchador that fights monsters and fights Dr. Satan. In that yeah. movie, though, his original name was Steve Wachowski. But Dr. They all Satan's? Have, yeah, but they all have many names. And S. Quentin Quayle is just another one of the Groucho Marx names, like Captain Spaulding. And... Otis B. Driftwood, Rufus D. Firefly. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess he's really Steve Wachowski. And apparently he has a super smart gorilla servant named Otto. Otto the Orange? (laughs) No, the gorilla. Ah, that was close. Did I say he had a super smart orange for a sidekick? No. I don't know. No, but the only Otto I know is Otto the Orange. That's not true. You know Otto from The Simpsons. Otto man. Originally, Grandpa Hugo Firefly, you know, the dirty old grandpa that just sits down through the hole. Oh, movie. yeah, licking pussy. <laughs> yeah, that guy? Yeah, was ah, he... Fuck the TV. <laughs> channeling uh, Sam Kinison when he was doing his... He's like, yeah. ah, ah, ah. That's funny. That, that made Chris Hardwick stand up and say, bravo. 
he was originally going to be Dr. Satan in the original ending of the movie, but Rob Zombie thought it would have been kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, that was uh, it was supposed to all be a ruse, like there was no Dr. Satan. Yeah, but Rob Zombie didn't appreciate the ruse. <laughs> Apparently, what he would rather have is an actual, now taken away from real world thing, and have there actually be mutants and a weird old man hooked up to machines performing surgery. I'm for it. Sure, but all I'm saying is that ending probably would have been better with it being Hugo and it all being a ruse if he knew he was going to be making the sequel. Because it would have fit more into the universe and the change would have been less subtle. I, I hear you, but whatever. I like it. I like the ending. That's the best part of the movie as far as I'm concerned. Really? Yeah, and I still think it seems super creepy and scary. Like when Dr. Satan looks up at her and starts talking to her and like... German gibberish. Yeah. So fucking weird. So creepy. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I think if you were just going to have House of Thousand Corpses, a standalone movie, I liked that. But uh, knowing that it goes into the Devil's Rejects, I think it would have been for a better a better story. Like, just just streamlining the story, you know, to, to where it would make sense. Especially considering how you have to see the deleted scenes and get the DVD to know what happened to Dr. Satan. But Mama eventually met Captain Spaulding, and they had one more child. Vera Ellen, or Baby, or what were some other names of hers? Well, Vera Ellen Wilson was her real name, I guess. Her legal name? Her her government name? Otis gave her the nickname Baby. Or Angel Angel Baby. Baby. And she shortened it to Baby, yeah. Uh, She was born September 12th, 1948, in Ruggsville County, to Mama Firefly and... Captain Spaulding, then known as Cutter. Cutter Spaulding, yeah. Just Cutter. Real name, Johnny Lee Johns. Oh, God, there's so many names going around, and they're all the same people. Yeah. Motherfuckers got more names than Jehovah. Oh, snap. (laughs) More names than Snoop Dogg. that's, That's accurate. That's pretty accurate. She stabbed a schoolmate in the eye with a homemade knife at age seven. When she was seven years old. She she made her own knife and was like, fuck you, play days. Kids these days. I tell you, I think it's the iPads and the Facebooks. Well, this was the 70s. Or no, this was the 60s at the time. So MySpace. No, it was the (laughs) 50s at the time. Uh, Live journal. But no, the real show stealer is, of course, Captain fucking Spaulding. What? You don't agree with me, Craig? What's the matter? Don't you like clowns? I love... Well, that clown Aren't I love. Aren't they fucking funny? Don't they make you laugh? <laughs> As I said, I enjoyed every fucking second of screen time. Yeah. he's Literally, he just stares a woman in the eye and says, I'm going to need you to take your car. Official clown business that supersedes your own. <laughs> <laughs> like, did would that ever work without having the head butter? Well, no, she laughs and she says, well, what's this about clown business? And, <laughs> and he's like, did I stutter, bitch? <laughs> right hook. <laughs> Jeez. See, which is a horrible and atrocious, but you wrote a character that's fun to watch. What can I say? Yeah. He has no fear, man. One jackass was pointing a gun directly at his face and he was like, Fuck your mama. When he told him, put him up, and he puts his hands up with the middle fingers raised. Yeah. That was all improvisation. 
No. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, and I guess Rob Zombie like fell out of his chair laughing and they had to redo <laughs> the take. But it was great. It was so good. Oh, I love it. Sid Haig's another brilliant mind there. Great actor, great character actor. Can't be cheesy horror movie actor. So he was born, not Sid Haig, but Captain Spaulding, <laughs> April 13th, 1918 in El Paso, Texas. Uh, shortly thereafter, he was adopted by the Altamont, Altamont family. The Altamonts. Yeah. Uh, you know, Charlie, his brother. Yeah, Chuck. Uh, from the movie. From Devil's Rejects. Yes. Ken Foray. The pimp. Yes. Yeah, after, at the time, Johnny as Captain Spaulding. I guess, may or may not have legally been born. I don't fucking believe any of these names. (laughs) At the time that he first stabbed a man to death, when he was very young, Charlie started calling him Cutter. Yeah, instead of being scared to fucking death that his brother is now like a murderer, or at least somebody that could physically hurt somebody terribly, instead of being scared and alerting the parents, he just calls him Cutter. Uh, These are all fucked up people that I imagine come from a long lineage of fucked up people. Well, isn't there some sort of like protocol in adoption agencies when you start going and adopting kids from an orphanage, you kind of have to have a, a good background? Do you think that maybe... Maybe oh, not in right. the 40s? Well, you think maybe Dr. Satan might have been related to the Firefly family? Uh, maybe through adoption? I don't know. Uh, it happened in the past, obviously. It was all in like the 20s and whatnot. Right. So I guess, you know, in the 20s, they're just like, oh, you want an orphan? Okay, take them. Apparently, there's a lot of really, really fucked up fucking families. In Texas. In Texas. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> in Texas. Rob Zombie, not me. I didn't say it. That was all Rob Zombie. You got beef with Rob Everybody Zombie. Everybody from Texas listening is like, I believe everything what are I hear. you saying, Nathan? Are you saying that you no, don't like Texas? No. That's all Rob Zombie. I believe. What are you, some kind no, of steer? No. I believe everything I hear from industrial, new metal, goth, There's only grunge two artists. things that grow in Texas, boy. Americans and Football freedom? state championships. Oh, okay. And freedom. Freedom comes from Texas. You don't like it, you can get out. I'm not in. Then go back to New York, you sissy. I'm in. Ah, you're a sissy. So, Captain Spaulding started his first murder spree, calling himself Mr. Ding Dong. A Bobo. Ding Dong a Bobo? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was Ding Dong a Bobo. (laughs) It was Ding Dong a Bobo. (laughs) Oh, Captain Ding Dong a Bobo. (laughs) I like Captain Captain Spaulding just has more of a ring well, to it. Apparently, as far as names go, uh, Johnny Lee Johns was was not good at giving himself names. Cutter is at least cool, nicknamed by his brother, and then Captain Spaulding, nicknamed by Otis, even better. Ding Dong a Bobo is is not a name that's going to stand out. Yeah, he met Mother Firefly in 1947. And he met Otis about 20 years later in 1965, the summertime. Around there. Summer of 65. It was, living was, was feeling good. Anything but easy. Yeah. Well, I guess their living was probably pretty easy. They didn't mind living in squalor. So, yeah, of course. So he meets this gentleman going by the name of Otis B. Driftwood. Nothing could possibly go wrong with a name like that. Well, he was born December 23rd, 1929 in Wilmington, Delaware, and... Truth be told, he wasn't actually even given a name. His parents were so neglectful yeah. and awful. He might or might not have killed them. Yeah, he committed his first murder at age 13. We don't know of who. Of who. It just That's just what happened. And he started drifting as a drifter. 
He was As John one Rambo. As to do when they are drifting. He was That's John the, Rambo. The best way to drift is in the manner of a drifter. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm trying to do is get a bite to eat. He's a rapist and a necrophiliac and a murderer. And it's in House of a Thousand Corpses, he's albino. And he's way crazy like Charles Manson, like we said. He's on these so what you're philosophical rants. Is he's the type of guy to bring home to Mama? Mama Firefly? Well, no, 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 no. Say you're you're a regular old girl or guy, and he's the type of guy you want to date and bring home to mom and show off your new boyfriend. Nothing you said is true. I'm not a regular old girl or guy, for that matter. <laughs> I'm saying, hypothetically, if he's, he's the type of guy you want to bring home to mom. Sh- show him off. He's, he's a good guy. No? I'll let you be the, the judge opposite. of that. I'll let our listeners be the judge of that. He does some mighty fine stitching jobs. So as we mentioned, he met Captain Spaulding in 1965, moved in with his family. He ended up giving them the Firefly name. He apparently is obsessed with Groucho Marx. Yeah. Yeah. So he ended up naming everybody after Groucho Marx characters. Uh, Ten years later, in the early to mid 70s, he and Baby decided to go off on their own. Uh, in what was known as the Son of Satan murders, he committed. They committed all sorts of atrocious you know, yeah, murders. And they didn't even bring the corpses back to line the house. How unthoughtful of them! Unthoughtful. Like, it's okay that they were young. You know, they. You learn, you know, the value of a dollar and a corpse, as you, <laughs> which grow. apparently to them are equal, a dollar and a corpse. You have a dollar, I can give you a corpse. What do you think the Adams family would think of the Firefly family? They would fit right in. Do you think they would? Uh, at first, until they realized that they seriously want to hurt and maim, they'd be like... Do you think the Firefly family would be able to fuck with the Adams family? Probably not, because they would do stuff to them, and Adams would be like, Oh, good show, old man. <laughs> <laughs> my turn! And then I was like, ah, shit, a nail in my hand. Yeah, that would be a blessing. Like, look, if she said she's had enough, she's had enough. They just, like, let the girl free. Yeah. <laughs> now, Wednesday, do you want to turn? <laughs> <laughs> so in the winter of 76, Baby returned alone, and Driftwood just kept killing people. You just kept moving on, moving on. Yeah, fucking stealing and selling cars and killing people. But eventually he returned to Ruggsville and... Uh, just in time to fuck with some cheerleaders. Was it was it right before House of a Thousand Corpses? Yeah, I think so because it was. I mean, House of a Thousand Corpses happened in seventy seven. Oh yeah, of course. So, so had to have been just within that year, you know. Um, in sixty eight, Captain Spaulding was running a illegal moonshine business from his brother Charlie's ranch. Moonshine, you say? I bet you it tastes just as good as a fried chicken, if not better. <laughs> or they go together. Well, if it's good moonshine, it just tastes like straight alcohol. <laughs> But his moonshine is equivalent to drinks as his fried chicken is equivalent to food. To fried chicken. To fried chicken. <laughs> you know the guy that played Otis B. Driftwood, Bill Mo- Mosley, right? Yeah. That's uh, Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, the guy that's always scratching his head with the... Oh, yeah, of course. The... Yeah, classic. Clothes hanger. He was also... Uh, he also played Luigi Largo in Repo. You've, you've seen Repo, the genetic opera, right? Once. Oh, man. What a fucking that movie. weird movie. So weird. More things. Like, this is like one of my favorite musicals ever. <laughs> Repo, my favorite musical. 
That's up there with Sweetie Todd. It's not just an opera. It's a genetic opera. Reproduction. <laughs> Repossession, I mean. <laughs> the opposite. But if we sat there and talked about the movies that Bill Mosley has been in, uh, we could be here all day. Honestly, he's been in so many movies. 1,000 movies. No, really, I am suing over that 1,000 corpses thing. Yeah. <laughs> 78 fucking corpses. You found your way to Well, they fucking... said 70, over 75. Over 75? Granted, 1,000 is over 75, but motherfucker, that's a lot over 75. Yeah. 70... Motherfucking chips ahoy bags don't say over 75 chips in every bag. Times now, do 10. <laughs> you know there was a House of a Thousand Corpses haunted house, too. Was there? Yeah, Universal uh, At Halloween Horror Nights or whatever, yeah. Was that after the movie? Yes. <laughs> well, no, because I find that interesting because Rob Zombie was one of the main reasons why that even started existing. Yeah, well, it used to be around, but he brought it back. Yeah. Like, it was, they stopped it he a did all the. he got it brought back. He did all the direction for that and the yeah they creation. you can actually find like somebody walking through it on YouTube and everything it looked pretty cool you know for a haunted house not the best haunted house I mean I've now ever seen. it's crazy they have a Walking Dead section of it they got uh well it's it's cool because there's characters like they cast somebody as Otis Driftwood in there they cast somebody as Baby somebody as right. Captain Spaulding and they seem to do a good job even though it's obviously not. I find it interesting that Lionsgate now owns that movie, but they're still Universal still able to use those characters that they don't own anymore. Well, maybe this was in the past, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it was in the past. I know it wasn't in the But future. I mean when House of Thousand Corpses came out, it was then owned by Lionsgate. Okay. Because it wasn't owned by Universal anymore, so they use those oh, characters. I see what you're saying. The Halloween Horror Nights. That's a Universal thing. Does Universal own Lionsgate? I think it would be like it wouldn't make sense TriStar, if it did right? because yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess it's possible. That's something to look into. Let us know. Uh, <laughs> tell We're us. Lazy. We got fucking yeah. Scarepoint to research. Researching well, I might add. This is the last Monster Crew. That we're covering, but don't be sad. You're you're not getting a break yet. Oh, the horror oh, still goes on. We got one more week left one of more. fucking October. And one more week of Halloween. It's probably the most terrifying subject we could think of. Oh yeah, quite the scary fucking subject. We're we're going off the rails as we said we would. We we're going to do four monster crews and then follow it up with the Halloween special, like we did last year. We did four '80s horror icons. And then we did a special all about Halloween, Halloween. All Hallows' Eve. Go check that shit out in the meantime while you're waiting. But next week, how can we possibly top Halloween itself for the Halloween special? I don't know. Uh, Goosebumps. No, not the the book series or the like actual thing on your skin. Goosebumps on your skinnies. (laughs) Neither of those are as terrifying as what we're covering next week. What we're covering next week is probably the most horrifying, the most... It's practically fear itself. As close to fear as you could possibly get. Literally. Uh, I'm sure you're on the edge of your seats, so... Teeth chattering, so scared out of your mind. Wrap this up and uh, next week will come faster? That's not true. Next week comes faster when you keep listening to our podcasts. Or if you're not, at least be in the fucking spirit and... Continue watching horror movies all month long. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, you know, follow us on Facebook and you get updates about it and all that shit. But no, oh, yeah. sure. 
Follow us on Twitter. We'll tell you what horror movies to be watching. <laughs> or Facebook. We'll tell you what horror movies we're watching. Well, that's what we've done all month. Where have you been? Facebook.com slash Fairpoint Podcast. Yeah, or at Fairpoint Pod on Twitter. Yeah, both of those places will keep you updated. Scarepoint will be coming to a close soon. Next week is the last episode. But it'll be one more week before we go back to regular Fairpoint as usual. We're going to have a nice Guy Fox special for you. We're not going to talk Ooh. too much about that. Tune in next week for more information on that. A great but chap. Yeah, follow up last year's Guy Fox Day special with another Guy Fox Day So let's special. talk a few weeks in advance. Why don't we? Let's, let's do this right now. What... It is. What we're doing right now is we're talking a couple weeks in advance. Also, follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Fairpoint Podcast. Wow, that's such an easy thing to remember. I'm on YouTube, youtube.com slash Shaggy the Shaman, two G's, all one word. That's not quite as easy as Fairpoint Podcast. It's pretty easy. Shaggy the Shaman. SoundCloud. Yeah, we're there too. SoundCloud.com slash. Oh, Fairpoint Podcast? Without the O. Just Fairpoint Podcast. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If um, you type a O, it'll be like, I don't know where you want to go. That's Tumblr, your, too. That's my impression of your browser. I don't know, boss. But seriously, though, like, tweet us what horror movies you're watching this Halloween to get yeah, into the mood. I want to know. I Facebook want more. us. Email us. Guys, if you are a fan, please do whatever you can do to support us. Share the Facebook page with your friends. Share your favorite episode on Reddit, whether it's on YouTube, on our website, on our RSS, which you can just Google and find. Trust me, you'll find it. Um, Maybe it's on iTunes. If you're on iTunes, give us a rating, a review, any little thing you do like that. Liking the pages, recommending every single thing literally is so much of a fucking help. And you know what's funny is some people don't do it. They're like, eh, you know what? I don't feel like it. I don't have the time. Trust me, you have the time. You got the time. Oh, yeah, it's you're, cool. If you're already, while you're listening to this, you got the time. Just look at your phone real quick and hit boom, five stars while you're listening. Bam. And no hard feelings because, trust me, I am that guy all the time. I have to remind myself, no, I really enjoy this podcast. I've I should listened be reading to it, it every week for the last three months. I think I should probably go like their Facebook page and give them a good rating. Hey, it is what it is. Sorry if I seem a little uh, beggy, but hey, it's a free fucking podcast. We got to get by on something. And it's your love and your adoration and your your acceptance. Okay? Exciting news, though. Like, yeah, we did. Um, we were temporarily down a couple weeks ago. But the reason why we were down is because we got more popular. And the we reason got why we popular. were down was because our website was down. Yeah, we got too popular and shut down the server and we had to get a new, bigger, more expensive one. So go ahead, please. Rate us. Like us. Show us the support. And uh, we'll do our best to give you what you want to hear. Just let us know what it is. Until next time on ScarePoint, I'm Nathan K. And I'm Craig the Monster underneath your bed, Lewis. Is that from Devil's Rejects? No. Just, just, just something... Something creepy. Sounds like something others would say. You're slipping there. Sounds like something they can say.